It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. The following podcast was recorded on June 27th, 2021, from 11.03 a.m. to 11.27 a.m. Events occur in real time. I don't know about you, but here on Posture Recaps, we're just having the worst day ever. It's worst day ever. It's the 24 Season 1 Recap Podcast. I'm Josh Wiggler. I'm joined here by Emily Fox, who knows that there's no such thing as sort of dead. No, you're either dead or you're not dead. Here, let me show you. (laughs) Uh, Big things going down in 24 land as we have reached uh, the end of our fifth hour, the four o'clock to 5 a.m. hour. And Emily Fox, people are still awake. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I keep trying to think that maybe they take small naps during the commercial breaks. That that makes me feel better where I'm like, maybe he just took a quick cat nap over there in the corner. Well, I mean, I guess Keith, technically, he fell asleep for a little while, even though he's like, if I'm up still, I'm never going to sleep. And then, like, cut to Keith in his next scene. He's, like, dead asleep. Uh, then I know. Some, peop- some people have taken the dirt nap, Emily. Some people have taken the, f- the forever sleep. Boy, let me tell you. And they are in pieces. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some are in pieces, and then others have just been shot in the chest. And then, yeah. hey, at least uh, you've been promoted. So some dramatic stuff this week. On Worst Day Ever, our second one of these that we are recording in the year 2021. Mm -hmm. This one is, uh, this is going to be the the the, the 24-minute one, so we're on the clock. We got to get to business. I have my timer set. Do you want me to do it that way? No, I'm I'm keeping an eye on the clock. Only one of us needs to be super stressed out. Uh, I'll keep us us on rails as best as we can. I mean, I'm pretty stressed. Poor Janet. <laughs> poor, poor Janet, yes. Well, let's get in to the episode. Of course, this is spoiler-free. It's Emily's first time watching 24. It's my 4,000th, but I'm still like forgetting things and then watching things. Being like, oh, yeah, that happened. Mm-hmm. So this is very fun for me. Hopefully, this journey is fun for you as well. If you want to get in on the conversation, you can uh, email me, joshaposhorecaps.com, with feedback. We're going to do feedback episodes every four episodes, so look for that for episode eight. Or you can join the Post Show Recaps patron Discord. Keep the conversation going there patreon.com slash post show recaps hang out with us there's so many emily fox worried emojis in use yeah. uh you want to be a part of that you Support want this the show you, you want do. this all right we want this fox let's get into it 4 a.m rolls around and poor janet after spending an hour <laughs> on the freaking street at least finally is being prepared for surgery Yeah, we're seeing everybody kind of get their scrubs together, pulling out the tools. Is that what we call it? Hold on. I'm going to perform surgery. First, let me get my scrubs together. (laughs) 
Is that what they say? Um, I, I honestly, I can't vouch for anybody in an emergency room, but I'd like to think that that's what they think. There is some uh, translucent liquid that is poured <laughs> into a bowl. It looks like Emily... a dog's drinking bowl. I was like, yeah. oh no, is this in yeah. case she gets thirsty? Like, Emily said, is this Janet. if Janet gets thirsty? I was like, Emily, do you, have you ever been to a hospital? Have you, do, have you ever been around a doctor before? <laughs> Pretty amazing. Oh, no. um, meanwhile, uh, at 402.57, Jack Bauer, he's following the cops. He's unsettled. Uh, John Hawks, the actor uh, who <laughs> plays this guy named Pentecoff uh, from last week, who's like, if you ever want to see your daughter again, it's just, what do you know about my daughter? So he's chasing this guy Should we start calling him down. Five Coughs? Uh, five Coughs? Yeah, that's what Penta means. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Five coughs. You earned it. Uh, so Jack is following five coughs uh, from a distance. He's going to uh, pursue him to the police station. Back at the hospital, Terry and Alan York, they've heard about the traffic accident. They heard it doesn't look, doesn't look good. <laughs> uh, they took it to St. Max. Yeah, uh, St. Max. You, you showed up. Yeah. You, you, you got it out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of parents are you? Yeah, um, exactly. So they show up and Go like, socks. It's, but it's it's another uh, Emily, another example of just like sort of like uh, someone who's like giving them like no time of day. Yeah, like the person who's like working the night shift. They're like, oh, someone got oh, it, it's our daughter. She's well, been hurt. She's been injured. The person's like, uh, I'm on the phone. No, I think the ruder thing was the the doctor who was like, my shift doesn't start till four. Like, well, that's it is the, four, dude. It's four oh four now. Yeah, you know? I, I know. I mean, I understand like wanting to run through your notes before you can update anybody, but you could also be like, hey, I get it. Like, have a seat right here. I'm gonna go get her chart. You know yeah. what I mean? There's, There's a level no of service no decency, there. no yeah. decency. American uh, healthcare folks. No decency. They don't have a name on the person who got brought in. It's just a Jane Doe. Right, right. Um, Terry just bursts through the door. She's like, I'm going in. And they're like, wait, wait what are you doing? Where was and that like assertion and like intensity like the first like two hours though? You know what I mean? Like she kept yes. being like, all right, well, Kim, uh, she, you sound like you're having a great time. So I'll she, talk to you soon. Like, come on. She and Alan cut in and they see that it's Janet on the table and mm-hmm. Alan has like the most subdued reaction ever. He goes, oh my God, Janet. <laughs> <laughs> and like Terry's obviously really upset because there's no sign of Kim. And, right. uh, you know, there's still so many unknowns going on. So there is a lot of stress in this moment. But yeah, uh, his his reaction oh my God, is Janet. rather subdued. Yes. Yeah. And it gets worse because Jack Bauer calls. And now Jack is starting to wonder why did this guy who I'm chasing in connection to the Palmer hit, um, why is he talking about my daughter? Yeah. So he calls Terry to be like, uh, where's Kim? Have you found her? And Terry gives him the scoop. We're at the hospital. Janet's here. Uh, she's in surgery. Surgery? Is she going to make it? <laughs> Throughout the episode, uh, Jack will call Terry a few times, just be like, is Janet out of surgery yeah, yet? Is she awake? Can you yeah, talk to her? I need her? to talk to Janet. It's like, dude, no, she got hit by a car. You're yeah. not listening. Well, tell me when she wakes up. She got hit by a car. She got hit by a man. She got hit by a needle. Like a, a lot of really lot terrible things have happened to Janet. Like maybe yeah. we need to give her some time to wake up some on space her own. some yeah. space yeah. uh jack's saying i'm trying to find kim terry's very insulted she's like 
you're trying to find yeah. Kim. Yeah. And Jack is going to give the classic, Terry, you're going to have to trust me. We get a couple of these throughout the episode of uh, uh, an iconic Jack Bowerism, Fox, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, is you're going to have to trust me. I know it makes no sense, but you have to trust me. Um, my brother and I, my brother who also worshipped 24 at this point in time, he and I used to say that like Jack Bauer could roll into our lives and ask us to do anything and we would just trust him. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. So Dan and Rick, they're arguing. Uh, the worst. They're, the they're, worst uh, of the worst. The scum Rick, of this show. Uh, Rick is like, why are we still following Gaines? Why don't we just get out of here? And Dan says, because you owe me for Phoenix, Rick. What happened in Phoenix? I feel like they probably like went to a concert or something and like yeah. he bought him a couple of drinks and never yeah. paid him back. We're going to make 20 large is what Dan says. It's like, are you? That's a classic hmm. thing that all of us say, by the way. We're going to make 20 large. We're going to make 20, 20 large. Yeah. Uh, like who uh, says that at that age? So he's pretty committed to the cause still at this point. He so also he wants looks to keep following. so messed up. Like he's like still like looking really gross and like. He's haggard. Yeah. He's he's sweaty. He's like oil slicked, this guy. And also his eyes are like barely open and he's driving. He's, he's, I mean, it is 4 15 in the morning or whatever. So, like, he's also just been like power smoking weed the whole time. So he's just like really high, it seems like. Yeah. But Rick's Um, not, not having it. He's not having it. At 406.58, here comes Nicole Palmer, David's daughter, who's at the heart of a lot of this uh, this conflict for the Palmer family as David is trying to find out, did my son kill the man who raped Nicole? Um, she is uh, still awake at 4.06, now 4.07 in the morning, making... Um, is she making, like, hot cocoa with the no, whipped cream? No, she's making coffee because, like... They do coffee with whipped cream, though. Yeah, because I don't know. That's a cool thing that you did in like the early 2000s. Like everyone liked to whip on the top of their drink. Fox, I'm drinking a coffee right now. Now I'm thinking about how much tastier it would be with some whipped cream. But like there's a lot of use of the whipped cream bottle as the prop. Like she moves it around a little too much. She's like licking the like, you know, like bits of whipped cream off of her fingers in the episode. I don't feel great about it. I think it was overused. It's just a, an acting choice. Yeah, uh, it's supposed to in, infuse some uh, some levity and love to the father daughter dynamic as he's really concerned about She's, his child's yeah. well being. But she seems incredibly gung ho about his entire campaign. Seems to have studied up on Sucked everything. In. Yeah, mm-hmm. inviting her friends to his victory party because she's anticipating yes. that he's gonna. Oh, I haven't seen them win. since high school. Yeah, like, yeah, it's gonna be dope. What do you want to talk to me about? He's like. <sighs> Probably well, not about how you were assaulted. Yeah, we yeah. won't talk about that right yeah. now. Good move, uh, David Palmer. At 4.09.35 in the morning, uh, Nina and Tony are just going to have like a quick little fight. Or Tony's like, you're never going to trust me again after this, are you? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, no, you narked on Bauer. You narked on me. He's like, yeah, it's because he's hiding the truth from us. That might be okay for you. That's not okay for me, all right? You literally do the best impression of him. I'm, I, wor- I'm, I worship really Tony growing, Almeida. It's really growing on me. I'm I a big worship fan. Tony Almeida. Uh, <laughs> all right. At this point, we have somewhere in the vicinity of 14 minutes left. Um, okay. So Jack is at the police precinct. There's the sergeant. Uh, he's like, hey, you can't talk to this guy. He killed a cop. Don't you understand? Like, this is our, we're, we're dealing with this internally. And Jack says, this person who died she was helping me investigate a federal crime don't let her death be in vain man and the guy's like oh you 
It's a very compelling point. I mean, uh, everything Jack says to every cop in this episode appears to be compelling to the very cop. compelling. Yeah. Uh, and then, and like in reality, it's like the least probable thing that would happen. Like it's super unlikely that he would have gotten back into like all of the things he did. And so George Mason shows up just as Jack is about to be allowed to talk to five coughs. Uh, George Mason shows <laughs> up and Emily screamed out loud, oh, no, this turd. Yeah. And then imagined that he said, I'll never forget what you did to me. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, my knee still hurts. <laughs> um, it's 416 seconds up. in we the morning. Go. I know when they're in the Dan van, Rick is still mad. Dan is still high. Rick <laughs> says, do you think he's going to kill her? And Dan's like, yeah, he probably already did. Uh, and so this episode does want to build up this tension that maybe Gaines, who has Kim Bauer in the back of his car, is going to kill Kim. And by the end of the episode, that perhaps she may even be dead. Uh, we'll talk about that in literally just a moment. Um, George is going to grill Jack Bauer. He's like, what were you doing at Dunlop Plaza? What was going on? Why did you blow the whistle on those uh, agents last year? Why did you try to blackmail me? Why are we like, not friends outside of CTU? I just yeah, really want to hang out and get a coffee sometime. Why don't we go get a beer and pizza and play yeah, pool? Uh, I think that's really what this is. I think that might be a piece of this. Jack <laughs> is saying, like, I need to talk to this guy. He has something to do with the Palmer thing. And George is like, you've broken so many rules. I know I'm a turd, but I cannot let you do this. Uh, so that's where things stand at that point. Um, Gaines, the bad guy, he's with Kim. He's he's saying to somebody on the phone, I'm getting a call in like 15 minutes. I'm on my way to the compound. Kim is trying to get the attention of a truck driver. Be like, hey, I'm in the back of the car. Help. And uh, For Gaines the only like, time a truck driver has ever not looked to his left or right while he's sitting at a stoplight at 4.30 in the morning. Like, I don't yeah. know. Uh, I would so look. I would look. Gaines pulls a gun on Kim, and I love this line because it was, stop, please. <laughs> he's like, stop making noise. Right like, I don't want to throw you in the truck, but I have to. So <laughs> he, with his Nevada plates, yes. which is worth noting. Very important detail. He pulls over. He throws her into the trunk of the car uh at 4 19 42 in the morning david palmer calls maureen kingsley maureen kingsley mm -hmm. the reporter he wants to meet she says okay i'm one of the only characters in the show who's currently sleeping uh <laughs> so can you give me some time to get dressed they'll meet up um alan york is giving a statement to the cops at the hospital jack bauer calls terry is janet out of surgery yet no uh, no not she's yet. not not Give yet. it some time. This surgery is going really quickly considering how many ailments Janet has, by the way. All things considered, it yeah. is happening rather fast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Janet was on the side of the road for an hour, and she's going to be in and out of surgery in like 30 minutes. No, it's like I impressive. would assume that surgery in reality would have probably taken like four hours at the least. Oh, my God. We've got 11 minutes left. Hurry, All right, so hurry. The, so the suspect won't talk to anybody except Jack Bauer is what George says. So Jack's like, sweet. Uh, I'm going to go in. They let Jack go in, and Jack immediately just blows it up. He's like, I know you only want to talk to me but right now you're speaking with everybody and he like knocks on the two-way mirror uh and he starts like freaking out uh and george's like why'd you do that jack's like i don't know i couldn't control it and you come to find out that this was a strategic play that jack needed to get close enough to this guy five coughs to <laughs> give him a piece of paper that had his number on it so he can go and say i need my phone call i want my phone call, call. Jack and then call jack and this happens lickety split so jack bauer really leaning on the fact that they are <laughs> going to be very uh uh they're going to follow through on that phone call as quickly as humanly possible he gets the call there's there's some phone call a separate phone call that's going to go down in 20 minutes back where they caught him um and if he doesn't answer the phone they may never be able to find jack's daughter 
it's, so that's what's going so on. So this seems like insane, and you're like, how is he going to break him out, especially after he just blew up this one attempt in well, everybody else's eyes, right? Well, here's how he's going to do it, Emily. So Jack is going to talk to this cop, Peters. Uh, she was my partner. Uh, and he's like, Let, let's go in there together. We'll interrogate him. He's like, all right, that sounds great. And they go in. never happen. And Jack immediately gets back into it with five coughs and does the whole who are you working for routine. <laughs> and then the officer's like, why are you being so mean? He's like, because <laughs> your also partner... would never happen. <laughs> He's like, because your partner died. I was there. Where were you? Is what he says to this guy to like really catch him off balance so that he can cause like another like uh, scuffle. Total he twist steals... of the knife. He steals his ID card. He hands it to five coughs. And I have this note from Emily Fox. Did Jack Bauer uh, take sleight of hand? Is yeah. he, uh, did he take a magician's course? Very D&D, Emily. Yeah. You sure you don't want to play? I'm good, man. I'm okay, good. she's fine. Plus yeah. five to sleight of hand for Jack Bauer. Um, at 432.30, uh, Janet's going to be okay, says Alan. He goes, they need to relieve some pressure on her spine. But yeah, she's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> What he says. I hate to laugh at somebody else's tragedy, but like she's not going to be fine, guys. She's in a tough way. Um, yeah, even if she survives this therapy forever. Oh, it's going to be a long it's gonna be road. Real bad. It's going to be very, yeah. very bad. And he's like, I bet you wish that Jack was here. She's like, Yeah, I definitely do. She'll never um, be able to enjoy a piece of furniture again. Um, at the Just hotel. Just of the store. At the hotel, David Palmer and Maureen Kingsley meet at the third floor conference room uh, because the lobby would have been too public. Uh, and this is where, like, he's like, so why are you trying to ruin my life? And she's yeah. like, I'm not. Like, I got this. I'm a journalist. I have I have this information. What am I supposed to do? I have no choice. Your son may have murdered somebody. Yeah. Uh, she, she has the source, George Ferragamo, the therapist. Uh, but she also has this handwriting analysis. Which is that, such uh, BS. That this, <laughs> that this guy, Edward Johnson, checked into a hospital with similar injuries. And the handwriting belongs to Keith. Mm. Uh, and David is very upset about this to the point that at 440... 51 in the morning, he goes to Keith, who is asleep like a little baby mm -hmm. with the TV on, tucked in, uh, like fully tucked Thank in. Thank God someone's getting some shut eye. Well, not for long, because David wakes him up. He's like, all right, we. right, I'm just going to bring it up. So, like, <laughs> did you kill this guy? And Keith's like, you are waking me up to ask me that? Like, let's just leave that in the past where it belongs. And he's yeah. like, I wish I could. Uh, I can't. And Keith's like, well, how about this? You don't get to ask me that. And David's like, I don't what? Yeah. And Keith's like, yeah, you don't have the right. You were giving speeches in Chicago. Somebody had to deal with it. And, he, and David, with the killer line, will deal with my shortcomings as a father later. Mm. Um, but and like, he like shakes Keith because Keith won't answer him. This is pretty damning uh, evidence towards Keith, though. If Keith's like, no, we don't need to go back to that time. We don't need to talk about it. You don't get to ask me. Emily, um, it's not great. It's, it's not, not great. great. Yeah, it's I don't feel great. good about it. Um, it's not it's not fantastic. And like here I was rooting for Keith sleeping. I was like, this is a, the right character, you know, thing to be doing right now. Hey, it's only episode five. You're right. We had a long road to go. I mean, there could be other sides to this story. We don't know. We don't know it's the true. full truth yet. We just don't um, know. You were rooting for him to sleep, though. And now I'm good luck going back to everyone to sleep. I'm so well, tired for these people. Yeah. They, look, they look haggard. And I it's know. only five 
five hours so far. All right. At 4.43.35, uh, Officer Phillips comes in. He's like, all right, I need to process the Pentecost guy. And then the sergeant's like, what are you still doing here? You checked out five minutes ago. He's like, no, I didn't. Oh, God, my ID card. Yeah, yeah. So Jack Bauer has a five-minute lead. We didn't even have to like see the full deal, but him and five coughs are already yeah. on the road. And George Mason get to that and his phone. crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're Nina able was to supposed to be tracing satellite. it. Yeah. Nina's supposed to be tracing it, and uh, then the phone rings when they get there. Yes, at 4.47, they get to the payphone. Nina has been tapped to tap the phone. Um, but the phone rings, but it's not the payphone that's yeah. ringing. There is a cell phone taped underneath the payphone. Hoodwinked. That's kind of ridiculous. Why? Ooh, but with the payphone that's under, like, meet me at the payphone. We'll have a cell phone taped underneath there. But, like, he didn't know it was going to be a cell phone taped under there. And that's, like, the classic bad guy move of, like, oh, we know you could trace this this other it's, phone. But why not, like, then put the cell phone, like, under, like, a garbage can lid or something? Anyway, I don't know. This is why a little hinky. Why would you hinky. do that? I don't know. The whole thing's a little strange. Just go, to, I guess, go to the phone. There's a secret phone. Yeah. Whatever. Fine. There's a body, he says. Nevada plates, body mm. in the trunk. We need you to do something about this. So and obviously so, wheels are turning for us as viewers. Nevada plates, that's not great. Uh, <laughs> throughout all of this, by the way, as we're starting to be concerned for Kim, um, Terry gets coffee with Alan at the hospital, and he's like, she's like, I wanted her to leave the house. I'm so mad at her. And Alan says, whatever happens, I'll stay with you until we find Kim. Wow. And Emily says out loud about Alan York, what a zaddy. Yeah. It's you true. feel you're feeling it with Alan York. Well, he's been a pretty good guy considering no yeah. one else has been around Terry to comfort <laughs> her or do much yeah. of anything. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so Jack and Five Coughs get to the trunk. There is a dead body in a bag, and Jack goes, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and it's a pretty gruesome discovery too. Yeah, it's like a vicious murder scene in this. It's but like we very don't quickly. Really know who it is. We, we, we don't have no idea. idea. Yeah, yeah. No idea. Fingertips have been cut off, so hard to ID. You assume like teeth are gone. Like it's gonna be hard to ID this person. What if it um, was but just it's not a Kim. thumb missing? Then Bauer would be like, "I like that." Did I go? Did I enter a fugue state? Did I do this? <laughs> uh, we've got four minutes left. Okay. Um, so it's not Kim Bauer who's in the trunk. So that's the good news. Yes. George Mason shows up. Quick work, George, is what Jack says. Nicely done. You follow me on the satellite? Yeah. Because he like he like left him the trail, basically. He's like, right. I want to play by the book. Like, I don't want to keep getting arrested. But like, this is why I did it. This guy's associated with the Palmer hit. And by the way, uh, uh, Scott Baylor and Richard Walsh are dead because there's people in the agency who want David Palmer dead. We have, mm-hmm. uh, we're on mole patrol. We've got a situation. I'm sorry, George, but I thought maybe you were part of it. And he goes, I'm sorry if I was wrong. Uh, maybe we can get wrong. a beer sometime and some pizza. But well, George, George then is pretty like, all right, well, get out of here, you crazy yeah. kid. Yeah. You know, like all of this shit that's been going out, uh, going down between George and Jack is like not quite totally smoothed over, but he's like, no. all right, go back to CTU and uh, ID the body. That's but fine. We never talked about this. We never said a word. Yeah. Leave me out of it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Jack is clear to go back to CTU. He's 10 minutes bring... away. 10 he's minutes. Good... 
he says, I'll be there in 10 minutes. I'm going to bring the body, uh, bring in like the best forensics ex- expert. Yeah. And then he calls, um, he calls Terry and says, I'll be there in 20 minutes. <laughs> um, is Janet out of surgery yet, by the way? And Terry's like, no, still no. And Jack's like, I know I keep asking, but like she's our lead. So I'll be there in 20 minutes. I'll explain to you everything. So that gives you like some setup of what things look like for yeah. next episode. Jack will go back to CTU quickly. Then he's going to go and check in on the hospital. He's and we'll basically going to like swing in, throw the body out of the trunk, and then swing into the hospital just to determine that Janet's probably still in surgery and trying to be resuscitated at that point, right? Pr- Pretty much. I, th- I mean, we'll see. We'll see where, where it all shakes out. The episode ends with Dan and Rick waiting for Gaines to show up, and he does. And Dan's like, all right, Rick, be cool. I got this, bro. And Gaines, like, comes out of the car. He's like, so, uh, WTF, man? Like, uh, Janet's still alive? And Dan's like, uh, well, I mean, the problem is maybe she wasn't quite dead. <laughs> and this is, Gaines gives this iconic line that goes, well, Dan, you're either dead or you're not dead. There's no such thing as sort of dead. Here, let me show you. And then he pops Dan in the chest. Yep. And uh, Dan is dead. Uh, and we applauded this in our home. Uh, Emily was like, Emily, I think you said out loud, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you were hyped. You were yeah. hyped. Because you've been waiting for this guy to, to get his comeuppance. Yeah. yeah. And, and now Rick has been promoted, is what he says. Congratulations, <laughs> Rick. You've been promoted. And Rick was like, oh, no. Rick's like, no, I didn't want the job. Uh, <laughs> So Dan is dead. Yep. Rick has just watched his friend get murdered. Kim's alive. Janet is at the hospital, still in surgery. She has not come out of it but, yet. Jack Bauer is going to check in. Yeah. Do we hear uh, some flatlining with Janet? We do. The episode's final scene is that Janet starts to flatline. And it's mm-hmm. like, poor Janet. Jeez. Like, maybe it'll be a mercy at this point. Yeah. I don't even know. Um, so that's the episode. That's episode five of, of 24 letter grade Emily Fox. I would give it a solid A minus. A solid A minus. That's yeah. been your most consistent score. Yeah. Uh, we've gone back and we've checked the scores on on uh, Emily Fox so far. I believe it was uh, we've got uh, an A minus, an A minus. You didn't give one for episode three. An A plus and an A minus is yeah. where we stand. So we're still uh, we're still scoring pretty high. You were loving the music this week. Yeah, the music was great. You Always were having happy. a great time. Yeah, I think. <clears throat> 15 seconds, Fox. Sorry. It, it was excellent. It was really great to kind of see Jack um, being so good with his hands. Really, Nope, we've got no out. more time for this. Ah! This is the end. We did it. So that's 24 worst okay. day ever this week. We'll be back next week talking <laughs> episode six of the podcast. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.